your regularly scheduled program to bring you this John Pod News Team exclusive, COVID Chronicles, America in Lockdown. We send you now to the John Pod Studios and your host, Dustin Jones. Welcome you back to the John Pod Studios for another edition of the COVID Chronicles. Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, wherever you may be across the country or around the world. I am your host, Dustin Jones, and we are going to continue to try to bring you a little enjoyment in this time of, I don't know, chaos, certainly change, uh, a lot of tough times, even though a lot of us are doing okay. There's plenty of us out there that are uh, struggling either mentally, emotionally, financially. So hopefully this uh, podcast will give you a distraction or you know, at least give you uh, something to kill an hour with as we try to grind out that clock till uh, we can be uh, back out in the world and, and finding things to uh, appreciate once again. I am happy to have... A uh, guest that we've had on Jogpod before, Uh, we went to Brown College together, and he is back for another visit, and we welcome Jesse Skelly back to the program. Jesse, what's up, man? Oh, uh, you know, I like as soon as you asked me to come on uh, the other day, I'm just like, absolutely. I think, uh, well, it, it's really a shame that it's uh, taken a global pandemic for us to, uh, you know, touch base, but at the same time, like, I am uh, more than thrilled to have a have a conversation with you, man. Well, to be perfectly honest, the global pandemic uh, kind of got me back into thinking that maybe it was time to to put some podcasts out. Um, I sure. I've actually I was actually really sick uh, for like most of February, and okay. I'm like ninety percent sure that I actually already had this thing. Um, okay, because I got sick like the very end of January. And now that they're talking about that there could have been cases here much earlier than we ever even realized. Um, but like all my symptoms kind of ticked the boxes and I'm still, I still don't feel a hundred percent, um, to be perfectly okay. honest, but, uh, well, that, that, uh, that's definitely sucks to hear, but I'm glad that you, you're up in the movement at least a little bit, but and, yeah, that's the craziest thing though, too. Just like the fact that like uh, people were saying that like you could be asymmetric or like, you know, like not feeling it at all. And it's like you could possibly have it and like passing it on to people and like this is the the craziest thing that i have ever experienced in my entire life yeah it is it is it is a weird thing but i i did i had i've had you on the when i when i brought the podcast back um a couple months ago um was trying to get a routine going again with the show i had you on the list of people that i was gonna ask and reach out to to talk to so the I was going to do this before this pandemic happened, but I reached out to you the other day knowing, uh, knowing that, uh, you would probably want to jump on. So I appreciate you taking a little bit of time. Oh yeah, absolutely. As long as I was like higher on the priority list than Dana Wessel. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, as, as, uh, as coincidence, as, coinc- as coincidence would have it, he is the next booked guest. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. He, like yeah, he's a good dude. In the interest of full disclosure, he was booked last week, um, but apparently was overdosing himself on vitamin C and uh, had to cancel. So uh, sure, he uh, he'll be on 
uh, with us in uh, in an upcoming episode, and uh, we'll we'll find out what the hell happens uh, when you take too much vitamin C because apparently that happened to him. So, um, oh. Yeah, he. Uh, I don't know if you know this. He's he writes a blog, uh, a quarantine blog that he's writing right now, and kind of just putting random musings in there. And uh, he dropped that okay. in there yesterday. So, anyway, oh, shout sure. out, Dan, oh. shout out, Dana Wessel. But uh, this is about you and and your amazing radio career and how awesome yeah, you are. Well. Fuck Dana. <laughs> Dana. 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 Dana's Dana's only big in radio in Minnesota. You're in Wisconsin. Right, you know, like uh, I'm only like, oh, well, I actually uh, I started uh, doing um, a show for one of our stations in Eau Claire. Like at the same time, I'm doing my show in Lacrosse. So all of Western Wisconsin is uh, basically me, and like I I have gotten a huge head over it, and. <laughs> <laughs> station so i'm getting a little bit of a different taste uh in that arena and it's really kind of broadened my horizons uh, quite a bit and you know music like you like I, I don't know if you mentioned this already but like music is definitely like helping out like myself and it it, it, it really is medicine dustin it's uh it, it really like it's just at the end of the day or whatever you, you plug the ox in and like you just like listen to pantera and just like let things like just melt away and it, it it takes you out of it a little bit you know just like kind of like takes you out of the situation that we're all in and it, it's it's really an incredible thing music is one of those magical things where it can <clears throat> where it can transport you to a different time a different place uh it can bring back a memory it can it, music has the ability to do so much good for us that uh i think i i definitely can't recommend it strongly enough to um e- even if you're a person that isn't super into music chances are there's songs that you like or music that you loved in the past break out you know dig up an old itunes password dig up uh you know you someone out there has a uh a zune or a uh or an old ipod <laughs> charge charge that baby up Hell find yeah. out find out what you were listening to in 2004 you know who knows you may uh, yeah, rediscover yeah. some beautiful passion Absolutely. Those journeys are always so much fun to like, you just like, if you think about a band that you listened to while you were in college or like high school or whatever, and you're immediately taken back to like that frame of mind. And it's, it's really a cool thing. So like, like just off the top of your head, like, do you remember what you were listening to in high school that really just like, it just like kind of like carved out your taste in music? Well, I did not have great musical taste in high school. Okay. I, uh, okay. I listened to mostly. I mostly just listened to whatever was on the top forty radio station. I sure. uh, I was a huge boys to men guy. Because okay. now, now even though you and I went to college together, I'm older than you. Because yep. I was I was older than everybody. I think most of you guys were just out of high school. When we were in school together, yeah, like I was uh, just entering my early twenties, so yeah, I guess like just around there, I'd say. So I mean, so I was I was a little bit older because I graduated in ninety eight, and I think we went to school okay. together in two thousand five. Does that sound right? Two thousand four. Uh, 
uh, 2005, 2006, I think. Like yeah. I, I started in the, I started my first gig in 2007, so like, it was probably right around there, I'd say. Yeah, well, that's no, that's true because, uh, yeah, because I started in Little Falls in 2007, and then I got married a year later. So, yeah, that that time sure. that time frame is right. So I think it was like fall of 2005 into early 2007 because it was like 18 months or whatever. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. anyway, there's the there's the timeline for you guys. But going back to high school, um, yeah, I listened to I listened to a lot of Boys to Men. I listened to a lot of Dr. Dre. I listened sure. to Snoop. I listened to Tupac. Um, what else did I listen to? I listened to Garth Brooks. I mean, really all the staples at that point, though, too. Just like a 2001, it, like that thing holds up so well still. Yeah. And it's it, 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 it's just such a masterpiece. And like even, uh, well, you know, like Snoop Dogg, Doggy Style, when did that come out? Like, two, like uh, 1993? 1994 something like that and it, it is just it, it, it's it's a really good um like I, I photograph if that makes any sense like yeah. of that time frame you know and just like just that kind of era of hip-hop is just such a really cool really cool thing to dive back into so yeah I, I know exactly what you're saying man well it's funny that you that you mentioned the doggy style album because that came out in November of 1993. And I wanted that album so bad. It was at the top of my Christmas list. I was 13 at the time. It was on my Christmas list. My mom went to Musicland. All you kids out there, there used to be these places in the mall. I don't know if you even go to a mall anymore. There would be record shops where we would get CDs. My mom went and got it, took it up to the counter, and the guy at the register said, Ma'am, do you know what is on this album? And she said no. And he explained to her what was on this, and she put it back and did not buy it for me and refused to let me have it. Uh, I mean, just looking at the album art, though, too, it's just like you knew what was on that album. And it, like just having that little parental advisory sticker was like a badge of honor because exactly. that's what you wanted. <laughs> you wanted all the curse words. And you wanted all that, you know, it just like it, cause it's like it just opened you up to a whole new world, you know. Like uh, speaking of that, like just kind of get off on a little tangent or whatever. Uh, a guy that I used to work with, uh, his name was Adam. Um, he worked for our rock station, and he told me about a time that uh, like one of his buddies in like I don't know, like seventh or eighth grade or whatever, gave him a mixtape, and like on it, like it had like one side. I, whatever but uh, on the other side it was uh, straight out of Compton from NWA oh. and his mind was completely blown and it just feels like that is the perfect way to discover gangster rap when yeah. you're 14 years old just by accident you know yep <laughs> yeah that's uh and that would have been that would have been a big one to uh, to get into i remember someone played me some bushwick bill when I was like 15 oh, sure. and I'm like, what okay. is this? And of course, you know, I'm from, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. So we got Sir Mix a lot before, um, before a lot of other people. So before he did baby got back and stuff like that, he put out, um, he put out another album and I don't, 
I don't really remember. I think there was a song in there about buttermilk biscuits, I think was the name of the song. Sure. That was the big song okay. for us, but he was kind of like, that's our guy from, you know, around here. So um, I listened to a lot of that. I listened to, geez, what else did I listen to? Uh, I really enjoyed uh, an all-girl group called SWV. Oh, for sure. That was one of the first. Voices, con- man. That was yeah. one. That was one of the first concerts I ever went to. No kidding. At the okay. uh, at the Oregon State Fair. <laughs> the whitest place ever. Yeah, exactly. Salem, Salem, Oregon, and uh, Sisters with Voices come out. There was. Uh, yeah, it was it was something special. Oh no, that's lit! Like I, I like that. What's uh? What, do you have? So I know um, you reacted to a, something I posted to my Snapchat um, about. Uh, it was a meme about here. Uh, rest in peace, to all the concerts that I was going to go to this year, and and that really had yep. hit me hard. Um, did you have a lot of concerts that you're lo- looking forward to this year that are either canceled or postponed? Um, well, actually, uh, two that we had on the list, like, well, last year, like we were going like crazy with concerts and we saw a lot of cool stuff. We uh, saw Garth Brooks at the U S bank stadium and we saw Eric church in Milwaukee and I got to see alkaline trio, um, in Chicago and uh, just a lot of cool stuff, but we we were going to go see, um, Alkaline Trio and Bad Religion at the Rave in Milwaukee um, uh, in well in April, uh, April 19th. And uh, that was one of the early ones that got canceled. And then um, we were going to uh, a Twin City Summer Jam to see uh, Zach Brown and uh, Third Eye Blind. And uh, that got canceled. So yeah, like it's, it's, it was a little bit uh, like a little bit uh, lighter on the live music this year than it was last year but still like uh they were they were bucket list shows and and, like i was pretty upset about the the milwaukee show for like a little while but i've seen alkaline trio i don't know how many times at this point but but seeing them with bad religion was really a uh it was a big one so yeah i uh i i still get the reminder on my phone because um let's see it is I had tickets, so I have tickets purchased for uh, two Foo Fighter shows this month that are now not sure. happening. Um, one was in one was on the sixteenth of April, and one was on the eighteenth of April. So oh, that one no. is uh, that one's just a straight kick to the dick. Um, and that was a really cool tour that they were going on. Like it was a tour that uh, they were they, that they had taken like when they first started, and it, yep. like, they were playing all these like kind of like mid level um, uh, markets, and they were going to play in Green Bay, and that sold out almost immediately. So, yeah, that's a real bummer. Yeah, I had tickets. Uh, I had tickets for Oklahoma City and Wichita, um, which is. You know, okay. it's it's that's an easy drive. You just, uh, I mean, Oklahoma City is like six hours from here, and then it's another two and a half to Wichita, and then you know, it's you know, that's a that's a easy drive to do. Now, unfortunately, uh, the good part is both of the shows have been rescheduled. The unfortunate part okay. is one has been rescheduled for October, and one has been rescheduled for December. So that uh, oh, that wow. now makes uh, two two separate uh, needs to travel. So. We'll see what uh, what happens with those, but that's uh, that seems to be a trend for me. Do you have any band um, that you are kind of snake bit with, where 
Um, you've either tried to see them and had plans or um, couldn't make anything like that because uh, this is the fifth time that either something has come up in my life where I couldn't go or Foo Fighters has had to cancel or postpone shows on me. So this is it's it's painful to think about. Yeah, it's really funny that you mentioned that. Um, there's a band, oh, Thrice. Um, I, I've i been just really a big fan of theirs for a long time. Just one sec, and one second. Was, You're not, that's very funny yep. that you say that. We were literally just listening to Thrice before we turned this on. Oh, really? Wow. Thrice, okay. Thrice, yeah, is, Nikki's, like, th- Thrice is Nikki's favorite band of all time. Yeah, they're they're incredible. Um like, there was one time that we were going to see them at the Warp Tour, and I want to say that was like 2004, 2005. Anyway, they were the last band to play that day. And it, like the, the girl I was with, uh, she was just like, she was done and didn't want to do anything. And I'm just like, but we have to see Thrice. And she's like, no. And like as we were walking out, they started, and like I, I just like – all right, I'll, I'll see them eventually. And like every time they like came around, like I just like I drug my feet or whatever. And it, like, and then they went on hiatus. So I'm just like, well, great. I'm never going to get to see these guys. And then um, in January, it was, yeah, January, they, they were doing a 15 year anniversary of their album of Visu. Yep. And they, they played at first Ave, and it was a really, really great show. And I'm really glad that I finally got to see him like after 17 years, you know, something like that. But, uh, yeah, I don't know why I, uh, drug my feet for so long on seeing that band, but like it was, it was definitely, uh, it was a memorable one for sure. Yeah. We were listening to their 2009 album beggars. Um, Oh, sure. Which yep. is, uh, their Nikki's favorite of, of their, of their albums. And, um, it's funny that you mentioned that that tour. We actually had tickets for uh, the show that they played in Austin, um, oh, okay. which, was, which was in February. Uh, but I was sick, so I didn't go. And we actually ended up not going to the Austin show. Um, they actually were coming to play. This is this is how uh, weird I get about shows. They had there's a House of Blues here in Houston. And I okay. absolutely hate that venue. Um, it's the way they have it set up. The main floor um, is weird. And then they have like a VIP section on the main floor that's kind of squared off and blocked off and takes up a big chunk of the floor. And then the second level, you can kind of, you can see the stage okay, but it's really like the the views aren't very good. Um, and so I whenever possible i avoid going to shows there like if it's someone i really want to see and that's the only chance i have to see them i'll go um case in point i went to see uh grace potter there um oh nice okay but uh we we had tickets to the austin show so we didn't buy tickets to the 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 houston show for thrice because they were playing at the house of blues i hate going to that place but Nikki decided that she wasn't going to miss seeing thrice. So she ended up going to that show by herself, but I was still, I was still trying to feel better at that point. But, uh, okay. I just, I get weird about certain venues because I've been fortunate enough to, to go to some pretty cool places to see music. And when it's either not comfortable or like, I don't mind like dirty, dingy concert venues and stuff like that. 
but when they try to make it into like a fancy thing and they do it poorly and the sight lines suck, like it's just not fun. Oh yeah, for sure. But uh, I do love. I I I noticed that you re- reacted to Grace Potter. Um, is she someone that uh, that you dig? Um, you know, like I, I'm starting to kind of like get into that vein. Um, like I, I guess like there's a lot of like a really cool um, female like alt country uh, artist. Like have you you've heard of Ashley McBride right yep. now, right? Yep. Okay, yeah, like, I'm really big on her right now, and, like, uh, uh, Belinda Carlisle, and just, uh, yeah, like, uh, just, like, hearing that, uh, she was on the road with the Stones, I believe, a couple years ago, too, so, yeah, you know, just, like, there's a lot of cool stuff, like, just on, in all kinds of uh, genres right now that, uh, that are really really kind of cool uh in like even like in the in the the pop music genre for example like have you uh have you checked out the the weekend's new album by chance i haven't no okay okay that dropped like maybe two weeks ago and uh, he's got a song it's uh blinding lights and it's like all over the place right now but uh, the first time i heard it my jaw dropped <laughs> and it, like i haven't had that kind of a reaction to anything that we I've decided to add to radio in a long time, but it was just like that really excited, like visceral, like this is it. Like, this is fantastic, you know? So yeah, like there's a, there's a lot of cool stuff. Um, and it's really kind of a shame that we can't see it in person right now. Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah. That's it, it's brutal. Um, Grace, Grace Potter is someone that, uh, I've, I've fallen in love with, um, okay. over the last few years, we saw her in Tulsa at uh, my favorite place in the world to see uh, a concert, which is this place called Kane's Ballroom. And okay, she at the time she was playing with her she was playing with her full band is uh, Grace Potter and the Nocturnals. Um, that, okay, they they've since broke up and she's kind of out just doing her own thing. But uh, she has such an energy and a presence on stage. I didn't really know anything about her when we went, and. I was just like, whatever this woman's energy is, like I want to bottle it up and sell it and have access to it at any time. And she sings so beautifully, and she's just, uh, just an amazing, uh, an amazing person. And uh, she put out a new album uh, a while back, um, early last year or late last year. Uh, it's called Daylight. And okay. in between the time that she broke up with uh, the Nocturnals, she also got divorced and got remarried and has a child now. And so the album is a lot more personal for her and um, is really good. So I highly recommend checking, checking out Grace Potter uh, new album. Daily. Yeah, so. absolutely. And well, you were kind of mentioning their presence, you know, while they're on the stage and like you, you really, like if you have that, like that's just such a special thing. And, yeah. And it, like if you can like be in, you feed off that when you're witnessing as someone who's just so talented in their element, you know. And that's what's really special about seeing live music, you know. And it's just it's one of my passions, and it's it's a really expensive hobby. Yep. But at the same time, you know, it's a. Uh, it's a really cool thing to just, I mean, like, yeah, like sometimes you like to see a band that's just like up there, like playing loud and like jumping around and everybody else is having a good time, drunk, sure. whatever. 
But and sometimes it's just really cool to see someone who's a great singer or just a great musician in general, you know, and like that's that's what is really special to me about uh, experiencing live music for sure. Yeah, you talk you talk about the presence and, and the feeling that you get. I have that feeling whenever I see Gary Clark Jr. And Okay. Okay. I don't know I, I don't know if you know Gary Clark's music at all, but he is just an amazing guitar player. Like he he kind of was um he kind of came up under um, he's he's from Austin, so he was very much brought up okay. under the Stevie Ray Vaughan sort of influence. And I mean, oh god! And to see his his albums are great, but it, to see him live and when he breaks into like a six minute guitar solo where he just shreds yeah. and just melts your face off, like it's just one of the most amazing things ever. And I kind of I kind of tend to gravitate toward um, bands and artists that kind of are mostly going to be playing like 1500 to 3000 seat venues. Um, those, yep. those seem to be like the kind of acts that I, I am most drawn to. And so I've had the chance to see him, um, up close and it's, uh, it, it, it moves me in ways that are hard to explain. Yeah. And you know, like just going back to the small venue thing and like, that's really where I kind of cut my teeth with the whole live music thing, you know, like going to first Ave and like uh, going to the quest, like back in the day and just like the whole ritual of like going to the mall and buying an actual physical ticket. And then like just uh, waiting in line with all these other people that are like super excited to not only see the headlining band they're like excited to see like the openers and just like just having fun with their friends and just like just it's like just remembering all that and like that kind of adds to it and the the specialness of music in general you know and like it just like it, it it's just you know what i'm talking about it's yeah just, totally it, and yeah. it's something it's so, something that that doesn't translate to an arena show like no, I've I've gone no. to a bunch of shows in arenas. I saw Ed Sheeran in an arena. I've saw Justin Timberlake in an arena. Um, you know, I've seen Foo Fighters in arenas. The the shows are really really fun and great. And a Foo Fighter arena show is always going to be amazing. But there's there's something just um, I, the more intimate the venue. I just uh, it's better for me. Yeah, absolutely. And if you ever have a chance, like if you're in the Chicago area, if you uh, have a chance to see like a, your favorite act at a place called the Metro, like definitely do it. Like that place is like the first Ave of Chicago, nice. but like on steroids, man, like that place, it's like all art deco and it's like two stories. And even if you're watching the, the show from the lobby, like it's always like the main room is always really packed because it's like a little bit like narrow but at the same time like you will have an incredible time like being around like music fans like uh, that sounds kind of like douchey but at the same time like (laughs) that that place is like it's it's up there man that place is really cool now we when we have these conversations we I, i tend to not like send people questions in advance or I don't really do any prep for this show because I'm not any. Sure. I'm not really good at this. I'm not really dedicated, and I, I just kind of rely on what little ability I have. But <laughs> I did send you 
uh, a couple of things that I wanted you to think about because I felt they would be better if you had a few minutes to think about. So as we've talked okay. about here, the, how music can help us and how music affects us, I, I asked you if you had some go-to albums for when you're feeling down or you just want to pick me up or just uh, something that will change your mood. If you had a couple albums that make you feel that way and, and what would you come up with? You know, like I was really trying to whittle this list down, but uh, like I, I like a couple of them. Well, here's the really here's, here's the thing, though. We all have a lot of free time, so oh. <laughs> give us the, give us the full list. <laughs> and I mean, I got time right, to okay. listen to new shit that I may not listen to. So give us a, give me as many as you want. We we got time. Okay, like I I did come up with at least like the top three that I usually like gravitate towards, like just that are fun and it, like they're fun to sing along to and like they're fun to play really loud in the car or at the crib or whatever. So, um, or when you're working out, um, like my number three, I think would be, uh, run the jewels three. It came out like maybe I want to say two, three years ago. Now it's, uh, killer Mike and LP and it, like the beats are just so like crazy and like the, the the rhyming is just out of control and like they're just really two talented people just you can tell that they're just having so much fun and you know that they are just high as a giraffe's ass while they were <laughs> are, are recording this thing and it, like it's just it's like all three of their albums are really fantastic like stuff but um Run the Jewels 3 is probably uh, one of my favorites. Uh, another one that, that uh, I, I like to listen to, and I, I can't even, like, uh, clear, like, I can't, like, describe it as a guilty pleasure because, like, everybody's into this one, and it's almost like the perfect album all the way through, is uh, Paramore Riot. You know, it's got Misery Business, and it's got, like, so many other ones, and, like, uh, Haley Williams is just such a talent, and her voice is just so distinctive, and it like it really it, it kind of defined like a whole like a genre like of you know it it, it like it, it's pop punk it's emo and it's just a lot of fun and it, like I, I sing along with it all the time um, and another one that uh, I, I I listen to this like if I'm going on a long car ride or anything like that but it's um, um, Make Yourself by Incubus like that thing is all the way through. A masterpiece and it just reminds me of like high school like kind of like just being excited about a girl and like just like you know that one it just there's so many bangers on that one so like incubus uh make yourself paramore riot and then uh run the jewels three are really my three that i gravitate towards like if i'm you know feeling kind of down in the dumps and you can just you you automatically just snap back into a better mood after listening to those three albums. Love it. I, those are not, those are three albums I'm not super familiar with. So I okay. uh, will be uh, making notes of those and uh, adding them to my things to listen to list. So already, uh, For sure. already this podcast has been beneficial to me to help me kill some more uh, time during this quarantine. Now, the other hey. thing, the other thing I asked you was who, who are some bands um, that you think, uh, are super super talented that you wish uh were bigger than they are 
Um, well, like uh, just off the top of my head, like I did think about this. Um, there is a uh, country artist. His name is Frankie Ballard. And he was kind of like in this uh, low to mid-level like range of success. Like he was getting a lot of like radio play. In fact, like he was a pretty solid, like a friend of our country station. And like he was playing shows with us. Like uh, I remember there was a Sunday night and uh, he was at a theater in lacrosse and he like, he had a pretty solid showing, but like, and like he did a really great show and afterwards, like after playing his ass off, he stood out in the lobby and shook every hand and like took a picture with everybody that came through. And he was just like the sweetest dude ever. And I remember that he did a show with us like at this uh, racetrack, like one summer. And like, we were talking to him beforehand and he had just dropped an album <laughs> and it's called El Rio. And it's, the dude's from Michigan, and I don't know if you can meet any realer people than people from Michigan. I don't know what it is. It's just a vibe over there. I don't. One, I, of, my, I, I, one of my best friends is from Michigan. Okay. And, like, the dude, like, you could just tell that he grew up on a healthy diet of country music and Bob Seger, which <laughs> I think is just... And like I, we were talking to him before the show and he just dropped this album and I'm just like, man, like I've been listening to this a lot and, he, and just like, and he was like taking pictures of me. He's like, a, you know, just having a good time. And like, he just got really serious. He's like, thank you, brother. <laughs> just like looked at me, just like, like you could tell that it was just such a labor of love making this album. But uh, that is one and he hasn't really uh, come out with anything in the last like maybe four years or something like that. Oh, and, you know, like uh, bringing up the whole point of uh, Bob Seger or whatever, he actually did a cover of You'll Accompany Me, and it, it's it's a beautiful, beautiful piece of music. So I would probably, uh, like, one of my underrated albums would be uh, Frankie Ballard, El Rio, for sure. Like, uh, definitely check that one out. Awesome. I, uh, in terms of albums that I that I gravitate towards when, when I'm uh, feeling down or especially like when I want to, when I want to just sing something, I will put on Garth Brooks double live. Okay. And that I, I, I can pretty much put on any of Garth's early stuff and just sing along. In fact, I did that for about an hour and a half today. Um, just going through and, and, and reeling off about, uh, 17 Garth Brooks hits and you're just like Jesus these were his first three albums there's like 15 (laughs) there's like 15 classic songs on them and uh but the double live album has this great energy because it's uh when he recorded his concert concert from Central Park and it's got this great energy just playing hits and uh that's that you you mentioned that Incubus album when you go on a on a road trip that uh that double live album is my go-to when I hit a lull in uh okay in a road trip when i need uh when i need some energy when i need something to help me fight through to keep pushing when i'm uh trying to get where i need to go that's uh that's one that i'll drop in because you can crank it up you can sing along with it there's a lot of energy and uh it's really good um sometimes you're just standing outside the fire man 100 (laughs) percent. sometimes you're just two of a kind working on a full house Absolutely, man. Yeah, like uh, Ghost Brooks, he's a treasure, and he needs. Well, and then like the fact that he's like getting back into it, and yeah. like, just 
selling out stadiums like it's like it's nothing like he never went anywhere you know he's uh, he's definitely (laughs) at the top of my i need to see him live at some point yeah do it for sure uh we like i said we saw him in minneapolis and we were like a mile away but uh and you know he's like uh like a centimeter big but uh like yeah he he plays in the back of the room so bucket list for sure like uh, garth brooks that's a that's a good show the uh the other album that's a go go to for me is uh foo fighters wasting light which from top okay. from top to bottom is just a brilliant album um it's I think it's they were hitting on all cylinders. They kind of came out of Echo Sounds, Patience and Grace after they had kind of found this new sound um, that they kind of were putting together more pieces and uh, then and went in and and uh, and did Wasting Light. And it's my favorite album, I think, probably of all time. And I, it's never failed to get me out of any funk that I was in. So um, that one I definitely recommend. I love all Foo Fighters records pretty much, but that one uh, is the one that is my go-to. You know, that documentary that they did while they were recording a Sonic Highways. Yeah. Like, I, I, okay. Like that was really cool to see. And like Dave Grohl is probably one of the coolest human beings on the planet. Like, <laughs> do you agree or? Oh, Dave. <laughs> like, I, just, yeah. I mean, I've, Dave is someone that I would I I never I've never have understood like watching videos of like little girl like not little girls but girls like watching Michael Jackson and crying and shit like that. I I don't know that I could keep my shit together if I ever met Dave. Oh, like I would yeah. like, like I would I, want I would want to be able to but I mean given the fact that I made uh, a complete ass of myself in front of Sarah Bareilles in about 7 seconds um, I can't imagine that I would be able to keep my shit together in front of girl, but he is, he is a, he is literally a national treasure. Oh yeah, for sure. And like, you know, being the gigantic rock star and he just like kind of knows like his place in the whole thing. And yeah. he just like, he just gets off on it and like, he's not going to be a dick and it just, he's he's Dave Grohl and you know like I I don't think I would ever like hold my my I I, there would be no way that I could hold my shit together if I ever met Dave Grohl like it would be like uh, my girlfriend meeting Taylor Swift like (laughs) it's the same thing you know like that's like just it's yeah he's he's the coolest (laughs) and now I, I I don't know that anyone has ever asked him it this way but I wonder if part of the reason he is the way he is is there were, Nirvana was such a huge success and he rode that wave and then it all went away. And there's not there's not a huge list of people that get a second bite of that apple and get to, you know, put together another band that then has I mean crazy i mean they're what on 25 years or whatever as being a of being a band so like the fact that he had had a run with basically one of the most influential and most successful uh rock bands of you know at least since since you know since the mid 80s or whatever you know going forward um you know they kind of set the tone for a whole different sound in terms of rock music and then have that go away and then get another chance to 
to do his music and because i mean when he he was in nirvana but nirvana wasn't his music no and it, it really like that is a really interesting theory and i don't think i've ever had that thought but you know that it, it makes so much sense you know just like you're you're a rock god behind the drums or whatever and then to kind of have it like die down and then to have this completely different thing blow up like you really you 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 appreciate it more i think so so if i ever get a chance to interview dave Grohl, that's the question that i'm gonna ask him um because i feel like it's not something that he's ever talked. I mean, he's talked about it in different ways, but I don't know if it's ever been put to him that way. And I wonder what he would think about that. Cause I feel, I feel like that's a good question that I just came up with. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I think he would probably appreciate that because you know, like he's, he's Dave Grohl. And he's, so if, in, he's, so if anyone out star, there, so if anyone out there is listening and, and can uh, put me in touch with <laughs> Dave Grohl so that I can have him on the job pod, I'd appreciate it. Sure, absolutely. Well, I I don't have that uh, that I'm not that well connected. No, so. no, neither am I. I uh, I feel like music is just fundamental, and we're to to just living a better life. And sometimes I'll forget, like, and I'll just I won't listen to music for a couple of days, and I'll find myself in in a in a downtime and. You just gotta you gotta go and grab some tunes, and it's one of those reasons why I really wish like I was like I had a musical talent of some sort, like I could play an instrument or something like that, so that I could, you know, also play along with the music. Yeah, you know, and it, like everyone's saying that during this quarantine, and like we should come up with a new hobby, and like we should just completely reinvent ourselves while you know, like we're trying to uh, like shake off the scaries. But at the same time, just like I, I am kind of lazy when it comes to that. I guess so. Like I have like. I, I just like kind of daydream about being like an actual DJ, you know, right. like behind, like on a controller and all that stuff. Like I do some weddings here and there, like during the summer, but, and like, I, I try to like actually learn how, like how to properly and correctly do it. But really like, I, I, I know exactly what you mean. It, like to, to play along and like you actually create your own music, but man, like I, I think I'm just going to let the professionals handle that and just like, kind of like tell that and like have them tell me how I should feel. So. Exactly. <laughs> well, we all are now, now you have been deemed an essential employee, correct? Uh, that's what they tell me. <laughs> um, but at the same, like I, you know, like I, I, I'm trying to like continue to like make connections like through like social media and stuff like that because like people aren't really all that excited to like call into a radio station right now. So right. I, I think that's what uh, what that is. And you know, like if like if a if a news story breaks or something like that, that for the first week when all this stuff was coming through, like with uh, bars and restaurants closing in Minnesota. And then, like, uh, you know, an hour later, they were closing in, in Wisconsin, you know. Like, we had to keep up with that stuff. And now that things have kind of just been, like, the status quo for the most part, it's been a little bit slower. And, like, just uh, reading stories about, like, uh, goofy people in Florida, like, throughout this whole coronavirus thing. So, <laughs> like, now, I, I don't know how that, how essential that is, but. 
Well, you, you you talked about all the news that's been coming in. Something that I would be remiss to touch on, given uh, my fondness uh, for talking all things politics. And I, I, I won't uh, ask you to get say anything that would get you in trouble or anything like that. But uh, I do find it interesting how uh, Wisconsin handled uh, the election that took place uh, in your state on Tuesday. Yeah, you know, um, our our governor, like, he's fairly new. Um, uh, he's, I, I think he's in his second year of his term. And, it, like, I, and that uh, the, the assembly, it's, uh, it's kind of a mess. And, it, like, Scott Walker, as he was leaving, like, he did a lot of things to kind of prohibit progress, like, <laughs> I guess. Right. Like, um, but yeah, it's, it was, it was kind of crazy. Like it seemed like, well, it, it, it actually went a lot smoother in lacrosse and surrounding areas than it did in a lot of our bigger, um, bigger Metro areas. For right. example, um, Milwaukee, it's got like, you know, over a million, some people and they, they had five polling places throughout the city of Milwaukee, which is really unfortunate. It, it, it just seemed like. It, uh, it it it's very voter suppression. Yeah. <laughs> you know? so, well, and the other thing I, is, and the other thing is, and I, and I know especially you know people that tend to lean my way politically talked about how it was voter suppression, all this sort of stuff, which I do believe it it, it was. But at the same time, in a place like Milwaukee, you had a bunch of people who were supposed to show up to run the polling places that yep. didn't want to do that and didn't want to be exposed like that. So while I'm sure some of it was an attempt to, you know, keep as many people away from voting as, as they could, um, you know, I, I don't think everyone in politics is nefarious. I think there no. were some legitimate reasons why a lot of those places didn't open. You can't open a polling place if if no one wants to work it because they're scared of of getting sick so you know those five hour wait times are just ridiculous and um there was an official his name is rob or robin voss i i don't know what his official title was but he was on he was with the the local media and saying it's like you know what everything's cool we're safe and uh, voting is going to go really smoothly and we're going to get through, get through this thing together and blah, blah, blah. And as he was saying that it's safe to come to these polling places, he was in full PPE. Like <laughs> he had the, and, and, and it's just like, what the hell? <laughs> you know? And then the, didn't I mean, they like, also do something about they weren't, weren't letting absentee ballots come in? Um, or they didn't I, I, send them out. There, there was a lot of there was a lot of different things where like they were changing the deadline, um, and like I got my absentee ballot just fine. Um, like I I think I registered and applied for it like uh, last week, and like I got it on Friday. Everything was kosher there, but a lot of places, um, if you were if you sent it in without a witness signature, they threw them out. And there was a lot of instances where people were getting the the envelope, but no ballot. Jeez. And, you know, they were trying, like a lot of those people, they were like, okay, they would go to their, like, uh, like their city hall or whatever. And be like, Hey, I got the envelope, but I didn't get the ballot. And they're like, 
tough shit, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it's it it's uh it, it's really it's it's crazy. It, it was really crazy. And it's completely frustrating. And of course, you know, Donald Trump was asked about mail-in voting and said that you know it's it it's terrible. It shouldn't happen. Um, and then of course was you know asked, well, you voted by mail uh, in the previous election. Um, how come it's okay for you? Well, he's like, well, it's okay for me. I'm allowed to do it. But you know, the, the problem, the problem is, and his this ratings, is, Dustin. Right, his ratings are so good. His face, he's number one on Facebook. It's just, it's everything that Bachelor, I've ever wanted. Bachelor finale type numbers. It's everything. It's everything that I've ever wanted. Um, but I just don't understand. Like, they don't. Republicans don't want mail-in voting because then that ensures that more people can vote. And the more people that vote, chances are they're going to have a tougher time in holding on to their offices because for whatever reason, it always seems like the Republicans can get their people to show up and vote. Yeah. You know, cause like I, I just, it's, it's really frustrating to see. I mean, like I, you want like people want to go to the polls, but they're at work or they're right. taking care of their kids or whatever, you know? And it's just like the, the people that are able to vote for Donald Trump are, they, they've got clearly a lot of time on their hands to watch InfoWars. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a fan of the man and like, it's it's really oh god I, I I I've been I've been trying to stay away from uh, the comment threads on our local news website or oh, our, our local news like Facebook pages and just it's I, it's social media is just such a mess right now and like I try to like going back though too I'm just like I I don't like to share a lot of personal stuff but at the same time when I do share something I want it to like be kind of escapist and just something right. that very lighthearted and like something that you can laugh at and you know so yeah and that's why like the people that sit there yeah anyway sorry go ahead no no, no i was just gonna say that's that's probably why i have like 230 facebook friends and i only get interactions from about 12 of them because for a really long time my facebook was all about fuck you fuck you fuck you to a bunch of different things and uh, I'm pretty sure people just stopped uh, paying attention to what I posted. And now when I'm a little bit more laid back and trying to be a little, just a little bit more fun on Facebook, nah, there's no one to interact with anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it, like it, the whole thing, like with being so negative on Facebook, you see like a, 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 a headline. It's like Donald Trump, like a, ate a baby and it's like it's clickbait obviously but like you you just you a lot of people can't get past that first reaction right. that like clicks in their brain and that doesn't allow them to have any like chance to process and then they have to immediately interact with it and be like donald trump didn't eat any babies and like you know just you have to fight with it to just kind of um satisfy your own thoughts and that's the most frustrating thing that I see on Facebook. And then, like, it turns into a whole fight. And then I've got to read it because, like, my serotonin, like, just reacts from 
reading all these idiots <laughs> comments on social and then, media. And then there's I, then there's the guy that writes the think piece about how uh, Donald Trump would have to have his baby cooked well done and have steak sauce and, and what he would have drank with it and how many Diet Cokes he would have had and, and how uh, libtards would uh, not ever even be willing to go as far as he would. And just like he's, he's eating a baby with steak sauce to own the libs, you know, and then like everybody, you know, so. Well, I would, I will tell you this. I've never felt owned more in my entire life than the last few weeks. So, you know, I, I just, I, 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 I feel so owned and I hope that he knows that he's owning me. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just so unbelievable. I, well, let's I, get I, ourselves, I let's get ourselves out of this funk. Let's, uh, let's go to some, uh, viewer questions. Um, we turn to sure. the face, we, we turn to the Facebook page. Of course, as I mentioned, I get very few interactions on Facebook anymore. So, um, there's uh, only a couple questions, but, uh, we'll, uh, do them. Okay. We'll, we'll use them to the best of our ability. Uh, let me see. This is a, a Nikki, a Nikki Jones, uh, from Houston, Texas writes in sure. and, uh, wants to know, uh, do you have any movies that you have to watch every time that you see that they are on TV? Uh, yeah. Um, I will say can't hardly wait. Oh, like okay. every time that is on, I, I adore that movie. Um, Point Break, the original one, right. not this crap that came out like what a couple years ago. And that movie, the probably, new, the new version of Point Break does not exist. Uh, no, I, I, I refuse to acknowledge its existence. But uh, um, another, uh, let me. See. Empire Records. There we go. Okay. It was just Rex Manning Day yesterday. I mean, it, it was overshadowed by COVID nineteen, which is unfortunate. But uh, we do need to recognize that it was Rex Manning Day yesterday. So those are my three that uh, I I have to watch every time that they're Beautiful. on. I uh, for me, I I do have I have a bunch. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Uh, oh, I sure. can't. I can never pass that movie. Um, if I actually I I can pass it on the dial, but if I do click onto it, I'm not leaving it until it's over. Um, nope. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is one that uh, Nikki and I both share in terms of we we love to to watch that movie anytime we see that it's on. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm a whore for Marvel movies, so not all of them would I stick on, but if. Uh, the the first Avengers movie is on, or one of the Cap movies. Chances are, I'm not ch- changing the channel. And I just started getting into the MCU not too long ago. Yeah, and like I've been uh, trying to watch it like in a chronological order, and I've got to say, I don't know why it took me so long to not gravitate towards these movies because they are a blast. Yes, to watch. And I will tell you. They get be- They it only gets better. Sure. It's because I mean it's you know it's for anyone and I mean I know people are sick of me talking about the fucking Marvel movies when I get into my full rants. As I look over at my uh, Black Panther mask and my Iron Man mask and my Thor hammer and my Cap shield um, that are over in my uh, case there uh, sure. because I'm in yeah. the bag for all of these movies, but um. They uh, 
the first the first five movies are great. I love them, um, but the stories that they tell and the the threads that they start to weave really start to come together. And uh, okay, you're, wh- where are you at? Uh, where was I at? I um, I think I got up to the first Avengers movie, and like I think I still have to like I'll have to like rewatch it again because I got halfway through, and like I, you know, just life happens. Right. But uh, like the ones that I did really like, I did like um, Iron Man one and two. Like I thought those were excellent. Captain Marvel was really good. Um, it got a little preachy, um, but I did enjoy that. Uh, the the first Captain America I thought was excellent and I'm looking forward to like getting into uh, the Winter Soldier so I've yeah, only heard sure. good things about that one um, and what the, oh and then I, I've, I've seen Guardians of the Galaxy like I saw that in the theater and I thought that was really cool too so it they, these movies are just pure fun and I, I get it now I, I get why they are making like a kajillion dollars every time one drops so <laughs> Iron Man Iron Man 1 is super super rewatchable I've probably seen that movie 30 times and I, okay. I, I absolutely love it. I could put it on anytime and just be entertained. I know what's going to happen, but it doesn't matter. It, it really is impressive that, uh, that John Favreau made this movie that is, you know, it, it started everything and you would think you get a 23 movie run or whatever that the first one, you know, wouldn't maybe necessarily be, you know, in the top five, but I mean, it's, it's a brilliant. Oh, for sure. And Fabs, I mean, talk about people that we need to protect. Like, can, can someone give me a 20 on Jan, John Favreau? Is he being protected? <laughs> like, is he social distancing? Is he keeping his hands to himself? Like we need, I, I really hope so because the Mandalorian, it was such an amazing piece of art. I I can't even like contain myself. How awesome! That and apparently, show was. and apparently, season two is already done. Oh, thank God! Like I, I just I need more of the Mandalorian. So we in my need life. we need all the Mandalorian. Oh. <laughs> it's so well, good. We will definitely check back with you once uh, once you finish uh, with the MCU and 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 let me know oh, how you feel sure. about. Uh, feel about any of that or anytime anytime you want to talk marvel movies just give me the word and we'll jump on we i could talk about these fucking movies for hours at a time yeah absolutely man um a kylie uh, my friend kylie stevens in nebraska shout out kylie have you come up with any interesting quarantine snacks Ah, uh, let's see here um no, I guess not really. Uh, we've been doing a lot of cooking at home, though. Um, uh, we we know our way around like a, a pretty good pork tenderloin, so that's doing uh, doing some pretty amazing things. Uh, Katie is a fantastic cook. Uh, she she does her she she knows her way around. Um, that mean, must oh, that man, must be that, that is... must be so nice. I wish yeah. <laughs> I, I wish I had that in my life. I am I am lucky enough though that Nikki has taken uh to uh, a love of baking which uh sure. has been amazing. Uh she makes chocolate chip cookies that I will murder people for. Oh, you know what? Like actually uh Katie, she made uh Joanna Gaines's recipe for chocolate chip cookies last week nice. and uh, like I I was an absolute savage when I came into those things, man. Like they were outstandingly good. So like off the top of my head, yeah, chocolate chip cookies. 
like pro, those are uh, those were excellent. So here's here's a pro tip for uh, anyone out there: um, if you make fresh chocolate chip cookies, once uh, once they've cooled, throw them in a Tupperware container and throw them in the freezer. Don't leave yeah, them out. Don't absolutely. leave them out in a plastic bag on the counter or in a Tupperware out and at room temperature. Fuck that. They will. They'll. They won't be as good in two days. If you throw them in the freezer right away and pull out a couple at a time, let them come to room temperature, it will be like they were just made. And it's, um, I had there's about three dozen chocolate chip cookies in the freezer right now, and I'm touching okay. my I'm touching myself thinking about the fact that I can have cookies <laughs> when we're all done with this. You know, like I was just thinking though too, like you just uh, you made yourself into a real life follow me for more recipes meme. 100%. So there you go. Like, eh, absolutely. So yeah, yeah. That's, I, that's, I, that's I've always wanted. I've always wanted. Day. I've always wanted to be a meme. <laughs> and then, uh, well, there you go. There are. Uh, she also asked another question. Uh, which Facebook status trend do you find most annoying? Hers is. Uh, quote, uh, posting so I remember quarantine 2020 gas price is dot, dot, dot. Are you seeing anything that's oh. a recurring social media thing that uh, that you're finding that's bothering you? Um, I guess not, uh, like, because of the uh, like quarantine or COVID <laughs> or anything like that. But, like one, like, one trend that just gets under my nails that I just – well, actually, two things. So, like, we'll, we'll, we'll take a walk here. All right, one thing is when somebody gets married, right, and their profile picture is constantly their wedding photo years after, <laughs> you know, like I, I've got a friend and uh, like, uh, like I haven't talked to her in years, but like she got married, oh, I don't know, five, six years ago and her, and like she'll change her profile picture to her wedding day and like just it's just so thirsty for likes and it just drives me crazy. I don't know why. I think we should just have a moratorium on you get married. You've got six months to keep your social media like picture as your wedding. And that's it. I think like you can all just give us a break on that. And two, you know, when uh, like a Facebook event comes up and you're just like, Hey, I'm throwing a backyard barbecue. Like, if you can come, like, great. If not, whatever. That's cool. And then people will comment why they can't come. Oh, God. Be like, oh, hey, hey, Dustin, like, I, I'd love to come to your barbecue, but I'm going to be in Colorado that day. No one cares. Like, just fuck off so that's, hard on that. <laughs> that is my, that's my pet peeve about any post on Facebook. Any Anything about... Hey, does anyone know how this works? Uh, does anyone know where I can find this? Can anyone tell me something about this? And then comments are like, "Nope, I don't know anything about that." How how are you being helpful? <laughs> Just move the fuck on. Does, does anyone does anyone does anyone know where does anyone know how to make a good pizza? Uh, I've never had pizza before. <laughs> okay, great. Um, can I get the comments from people that know what the fuck I'm talking about? Oh, just like I like all that saying is I did read what you said, <laughs> and I'm gonna make it about me. Yes, <laughs> that's all it is. Like, man, it just stop. 
Like you, you don't know how to function in society. You should just cancel your, your Facebook. I'm sorry. That's just how it is. Well, if anything, if COVID has taught us anything by looking at, uh, any pictures of, you know, places that tend to be, uh, very disgusting in terms of, uh, the impact that humans have them, have on them, uh, in turn, you know, like, uh, whether it's smog near the Himalayas or anything else, sure. it's not COVID that's the disease. Us fucking humans are the fucking disease on this planet. Oh, and, for sure. Uh, the and the you know sooner what? we're like, gone, I, I probably think, the better. And I don't think there has been um, radio stations across the country that have been cleaner since <laughs> this thing has kicked in. You know, like I, I am coming home smelling like bleach every day, and it, like my my uh, my radio station has never been cleaner. So I, I will put that on the record. As a person that has been in a uh, a number of uh, studios, uh, I really took to heart the meme that you posted about uh, all the boards, the the radio boards that have been cleaned, many of them for the first time. Oh, for sure. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's a real thing. But uh, like I, you know, like I, I am doing my part in not only social distancing, but I am bleaching the shit out of everything. So. You, you know, you know where we may have missed an opportunity here is to not have swabbed those boards first to check to see if maybe, in fact, the uh, the antidote was in the amalgamation of all the disgustingness over decades of not being cleaned. The cure could have been there, and you guys may have just wiped it away. You know, like, I'm probably immune to it after years of being in radio. So, like, I, and, like, along with other things, too, we won't get into. But, like, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'm just going to chalk my immunity to the coronavirus up to just working on a, a radio operating board. So, I, I think we're, I, we're, we're good. I think we're all right. <laughs> I, I think, I think you'll be hanging in there. Well, sir, let's sure. uh, let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Do you have uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to tell people that where they can listen to you? If they haven't gotten enough of you, I'm sure your radio station streams online. Uh, people want to hear uh, more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, Z933.com. Um, you can find our link to. Uh, you can listen live there. We've got an app. Um, search for uh, Z93 Lacrosse App Store, Google Play Store. Um, and like, also like you can, uh, download our Alexa skill, enable that and say, all you gotta do is Alexa play Z93 lacrosse. You know, I've been saying these things like so many times because <laughs> we are the official lacrosse work from home station. So <laughs> it's beautiful. I love it. But, uh, um, yeah, uh, yeah. So online, uh, all that good stuff. Uh, and then, uh, I-94, in eau claire you can find me there too so that's uh that's pretty much it for me i guess so i you know i'm, I'm a pretty humble dude if you don't want to listen to me i'm fine <laughs> well <laughs> <This is> enough <laughs> hey you gotta you got you can't come on any sort of podcast and not plug something oh sure sure all right you know, well the, I'll, I'll the tens like the tens like the tens time. and tens of people that are going to hear this it's going to be it's going to blow your mind the uh the, oh, the drive the drive to your content that you're going to find that's going to happen well good i i really i'm hoping for some big numbers here before we go let's give the people one uh recommendation uh, in terms of tv show or movie that they should absolutely watch 
in this time of extra time on their hands? All right. So, okay. Um, album. I'm just going to throw this out there. Uh, Homesick by A Day to Remember. Like it's, it's an incredible album. Probably not for everybody, but that's, that's one that's really close to me. Um, TV show. What I've been watching The Sopranos a lot lately. Nice. Um, but one that uh, like is maybe kind of slid, slid under the radar for a lot of people is Community. That show is, is so fantastic. It's some of my favorite TV of all time. And just recently um, uploaded to Netflix uh, on April first. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah. Joel McHale, Donald Glover, Chevy Chase, outstanding. Um, and, uh, was there a third thing in there? I don't remember. I, I, it, it could be anything you wanted, a movie, TV show, whatever you want. Oh, okay. Um, movie. What did we just watch? Not too long. Oh, um, like, uh, no, crap. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, Everyone go I out and see no crap. I don't remember. <laughs> Absolutely. I think, yeah, that's probably, that's, that's probably it. So. Uh, yeah, that's uh, that's all I got, man. But uh, thanks for having me on, and it's uh, great to talk to you. And like, let's do this again so, uh, soon. Absolutely, we certainly will. We are going to wrap it up. That's it for this episode of the COVID Chronicles, presented by Just Another White Guys podcast. I appreciate you guys all taking the time to listen to this podcast. Feel free to share it, like it, subscribe to me. I I need the especially in these trying times. I need the reassurance that I'm liked and loved and appreciated. So anything you can do to continue to help me along that journey, it would really it would really help me out. I I've I've cried four times today. If uh, if I post this if I post this and don't see good numbers, I'm gonna cry more. And I I really, you know. Paper products are getting harder and harder to come by, so I, I don't want to spend so much time uh, using uh, tissue. So uh, if I could get your help with that, it would it would mean the world to me. So with uh, without any further ado, we are out of here. And remember, wash your fucking hands. <laughs>